at some point we gotta ask ourselves i mean what do you expect or what did we expect before i get to my main topic just want to give a special shout out an extremely special shout out to my lakers and to my raiders now unfortunately Unlike my Lakers, um, who has time to turn things around this season, because it's still early, right? My Raiders have seemed to hear my rants on Twitter. They probably listen to this show, and they've probably been listening to other fan, other fans, a part of the fan base. If you run the ball with Josh Jacobs. Most likely, we're going to win the game. Now, is that a fact? Mm, for this season. But in general, no, no, no. But if we do rush over 100 yards, I feel like, in my opinion, that we have more, we have a better chance of winning the game. Okay? Now, that's still, it's still up for discussion. There's a healthy debate involved. Why? Because we still don't have a real great defense. Yes, our line, our defensive line makes plays at times. Our DBs really struggle. I'm talking about absolutely struggle. Every bit of the struggle. Our linebackers, they're okay. They're okay. It, it could be better overall. And they make plays, you know, certain moments and things like that. And our line, I mean, anchor and give most of the credit to Crosley. You know, um, I mean, uh, Crosby, uh, Mad Max, you know what I mean? But, you know, we've had other players that stepped up on the, on the line. <sighs> We're creeping up, but it's not good enough because there are a lot of great teams in the AFC, uh, particularly the AFC East, you know, when it comes down to those bills who were already the front runners of the division, but then you have the Jets and you have Miami and you can't count out New England. That division is cracking. It's popping over there. And it's looking like they're trying to get every bit of those teams in a hunt, if not in the wild card, right? Or in the playoffs. You tell you the truth. Like the Bills is not, you know, they could very well not win that division. You know, that's how solid that division is. But you know, my Raiders are starting to figure it out a little bit, and it's still a lot. I mean, we're far away from being being away from a team that we need to be. But I hope Josh Daniels has figured out, like, yo, we got to run the ball. Our strength is running the ball, then opening up the offense. Yeah, we have to do a better job at protecting uh, Derek Carr, you know. And honestly, we need more than just Devontae Adams going for 177 yards receiving. That's a phenomenal game for any type of receiver, right? But at the end of the day, you just don't want to focus on on two targets. And what I mean by that is not just Devontae Adams, but again, even though I just said that we run over 100 yards, or at least attempt to try to run over 100 yards Josh Jacobs, uh, we have a better chance of winning the game, but I don't want to overuse them. No, not at all. I definitely don't want to overuse our running back, but that's why you stock up with a lot. You know, that's why the thing is, you don't want to put too much, you know, you don't want to tear away too much uh, uh, tread off those young tires, you know, and he's having one of those breakout years this this year alone. And he's missed 
you know, some time and things like that. And he's played injured and he's playing, he's played good. But, you know, again, they're showing some type of resilience. They're they're having a rebuttal to earlier this season. It's just a shame that, you know, a couple of those games, a few of those games that we lost by five, three, two, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Six points of that nature to let even half of those games get away from us like that. It just shows that we're not there yet. But if I could take anything dope away from this season is that, yes, they had adjusted, but they just adjusted too late. You know, you got to give Josh Daniels sometimes not understanding. You got to give any new head coach and he's not new at being a head coach, but he's new with the organization. You got to give that person some time to get acclimated, get his players in to jail with his philosophy you feel me at the same time he also has to listen to his players you know and i'm not saying that he doesn't i'm just saying that's just how things would i would think that's how things work in any sport where you just don't come with your your side of how you want things to be ran you also have to cater to your players who's going to get the job done so shout out man that was a great w against a rival you know we split for the season we still got another matchup with Kansas City. I think we swept Denver, if I'm not mistaken. I think we swept Denver. Um, and, you know, I, I think we just go from there. Honestly, for us to even have a chance, obviously we would need some teams to lose, and we would probably have to win out, <laughs> you know. But um, that's 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 major hopes. That's major hopes. But shout-out to them. That was a good game. That was a very good game, even though almost gave it away. But the defense stood. Defense stood. As far as my Lakers, man, shout-out to my Lakers, and they're turning it around, and they're letting AD, which a lot of us uh, fans have been saying – since he got here, is feed him. and But at the same time, I can understand why we didn't force it is because, you know, one thing that we're always worried about when it comes to AD, everybody knows that is injuries. There's no surprise to that. But I am, I'm not going to lie to you. The way he played last year, coming into this year, I must say I'm quite surprised by... um the turnaround he's had within the past, I don't know what, seven or eight games where he's just been a, a tear. You know, we just recently played the Washington Wizards. And even though we let them back into the game just for just for a bit, you know, uh, there was a there was a time where the game was damn near over. Um, AD put up 55 points, 17 rebounds and three blocks in that game. I haven't seen numbers like this, and, and and he's had other games where he scored over forty, where he scored thirty, is scoring in the thirties, and he's been having double digit rebounds. I haven't seen him play this way since he was in New Orleans. These were New Orleans numbers that he was putting up, and is and is refreshing to see because he's anchoring the offense. The but I have to highlight Lonnie Walker. I have to highlight. Um, um, Austin Reeves, and I also got to uh, highlight my boy Russ. Is because that's the supporting cast that we need, and more so from Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves because Lonnie Walker was drafted, you know, pretty high by the Spurs. I wanted Lonnie Walker coming. You know, that was one of those 
you know, how I wanted Marcus Smart on the team, blah, blah, blah. Those was one of the players that I watched in a little bit. Not a, not a large portion, but a small portion of Lonnie Walker that I watched in college. And a lot of people just seen him as a high flyer, which he is. That is Skywalker right there. But he could hoop. He could hoop. You know what I mean? Uh, Austin Reeves, I have absolutely no footage on him. But he has come in and he has adopted this new, he, he come in there, rest in peace, he came in there like the Green Ranger. <laughs> you know what I mean? He came in there set tripping and playing with a level of confidence, but I need him to be consistent. Because Lonnie Walker averaging, you know, uh, dropping 20, anywhere between 15 and 20 points a game. And if Austin Reeves can somewhat mimic that or vice versa, either or can do it, then, but the other one can't be too far behind. So if I have an Austin Reeves that dropped 22, 20 or 22, I need Lonnie Walker with that 17, 18, or vice versa. That's what I need. You know, Russ had 15 assists in that Wizards game. You know, 6.7 rebounds, I want to say. I mean, you know, offensive-wise, I'm pretty sure he would love to score more, but I think he's okay in this role. Now, a lot of people think that he's auditioning. You know what I'm saying? For his next stop. We don't know. Is anytime trade rumors come around, the Lakers will always be involved. And absolutely this season alone, because still, even with everything that has been turned around, it's still a large portion, including the fan base that don't it still feels like, well, maybe we're still not there. We there's not too much trust that's 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 being rebuilt right now. You know, but what we're seeing is phenomenal. Even out of Braun. You know what I mean? And honestly. What 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 AD is doing doesn't require Bron to do so much, but he it, but y'all tell me if I'm tripping. Doesn't it seem like Bron plays better when somebody else is taking that load? It kind of reminds me of something that was going on in Miami when you know you have a player that can take over. Now, by all means, AD comes nowhere near uh, Wade when it comes to that offensive ability. Talking about consistency and 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 and. I would say, what's the word I'm looking for when it comes to Wade? Wade, he had it. You know what I mean? That leadership on the court, uh, a little bit more durable than AD, but he played with injuries, you know, and things like that. But that confidence, that consistency consistency and confidence that he played with, you know, and and that helps. Shit, that helped Brian get a chip over there. That helped Brian get some chips over there. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think Braun plays better off of that because we already know Braun, uh, obviously he doesn't mind scoring, but he loves to pass that rock and get his teammates up and at it. And I've been saying the first first five, six games, Braun played terrible. The whole team was playing terrible, but he obviously you're going to get spoke upon first because you are the guy of the team. And we want AD to be the guy, to replace you. But we know mentally it seems like he's not there. Now he is. These last stretches of games, absolutely, he's been showing it. Not just point-wise, defensive-wise, you know what I mean, and rebounding. That's both offensive and defensive rebounds. He killing you know what I mean? Along with them 30s, 40s, and 50 games, he's averaging over, what, 10, 10 to 12, 15 rebounds. He's up there. Go check the stats. So I got to say, yo, Darvin Ham deserves a lot of credit because he came in there and did what we was hoping, you know, 
any coach will be able to do is come in and relate to the players and say, look, we need you to take a step back, put you right here. We need you to slow down a little bit. We need you to step it up a little bit more. We need y'all to, to show more. You know what I mean? And I guess it's a player coach type of thing. You got to be relatable. You got to understand what's going on. Um, but I like it. But now I need to see it because the, 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 the big matchups was the Milwaukee's, you know what I'm saying? But I need to see how we play against, and we have played. You know, you got to play against those Clippers. You got to play against the Suns. The Milwaukee was a huge test because I still think game-wise and just pure strength and determination, Giannis is still the best, one of the best bigs, right? AD didn't, didn't back down during that matchup, though. If you pay attention to that matchup, even though, you know, uh, Giannis went for what he went for, I think Giannis scored over 40 that game. You know, both of them had 40-something, right? But they didn't back down, though, and he didn't back down. And I expected Giannis, you would expect Giannis to outplay AD based off of the games the, the games earlier this season. But for him to compete like that and him to go at Giannis offensively and definitely defensively, uh, I got to respect it, man. So I'm, I'm, it makes me happy to see them play like that. You know, if you play like that and we end up losing the game, Guess what? I'm not upset because I see there's a different type of energy that they're playing with. You feel me? Like it's uh, we still get a little moping and shit around the court and things like that. I used to tell my son that brings down the energy. But, you know, all hands is on deck now. You know, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I fucks with Pat Bev. I just still don't know what he's doing on the team. Not 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 like that, but it's like. He is his his contribution is if he does a lot, then that's just a little bit of icing on the cake. At this point, he's there to be a locker a locker room coach unless he steps his game up and he's going to get the playing time because that's what they brought him over there for. You know what I mean? But I'm going to need him to just step it up. I ain't going to shit on him or anything like that. But and we know what he did the other night or whatever. And, you know. We commend you for that. We know they brought you over there for that, too. But it's like, you know, sometimes you got to chill out because you could have hurt Austin Reeves on that play as well. You know what I mean? But I, I again, I get it, dog. It's, it's players that you don't really fuck with like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that was a crazy game itself. I think we ended up losing that when he got suspended for three games for that shit. Anyhow, um, again, on my way to the to the main topic before I get out of here. All right, before I get to the main topic, I want to talk about the whole Chris Paul and Yay thing. And I know that kind of like spills off into, um, you know, social media topics, um, pop, whatever you want to call that shit. Um, I think that's uncalled for. You feel me? Like, you know, me, I don't know Chris Paul personally, so I don't have any problem with any players that I don't know personally. Or his his. What he does on the court, like he'll be a top 10 point guard of all time to me. You feel me? Um, that's just, you know, he can get that. He can have that. Do I, do I, do I like his, the, the character that he displays on the court? He, and it might be a person in real life or whatever. No, I think it's fake. I think, you know, but that's whatever. But his game speaks for itself. Top 10 point guard of all time. For his life to be shaken up a little bit, um, 
over the weekend. I thought that was pretty crazy or whatever. But, you know, it goes to show that, you know, the celebrity shit is way beyond us or whatever. But I don't shit like that should not be publicized. Just shouldn't. I, that goes back to the Udoka thing. Like the shit that they have in their personal lives, we should not be knowing about. I think that's what takes away from the sport nowadays is that the fans has gotten comfortable with being um, more uh, in, 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 in more intimate relationship with their celebrities, athletes, you know what I mean? And it's beginning to be too much because back in the day, it was just, it, it, was, it was the mysterious shit that we used to grasp upon. You know what I'm saying? Cause you didn't hear from an artist for a while. Um, you didn't hear a song, you know, athletes were different because we got to see them on a regular basis uh, as far as when the season started, but she didn't know what they was doing in the off season or anything like that. And it was barely printed in the papers because they weren't about to just pack everything into the papers for y'all to read. You know what I mean? So anything can happen right now. This is the internet. The stories is just flooded on the line because it's like whoever gets the most clicks, you know, these newspapers back in the day wasn't about to take that chance. They was gonna go. They was gonna run with the top two or three stories, and that was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's just too much, dog. So, yo, man, I send my prayers to the CP3 and his family, man. Hope you know that BS bullshit that Ye is doing over there doesn't affect his family, his marriage, and things like that. Um, yeah, let's keep personal business out of sports, uh, and let's move it along. And, you know, speaking of that. Deion Sanders, uh, prime example, prime example. So, so I was listening to my boy 12 Cow show and um, it, was a, it was a special edition sports show talking about prime and him accepting the, the, the job in Colorado. I tweeted weeks ago, prime better not take that job. When the rumors first started to hit, I said prime better not take that job. Now, why did I say that? Is because of my personal feelings on what I thought his plan was for Jackson State and HBCU schools. And that's where I was wrong. And that's where I see a lot of people might be wrong. We all know about the infamous, he ain't swack, right? Um, and I also tweeted out not too long ago, well, I guess, yeah, I guess they wasn't lying when they said he wasn't swack. Here's the thing. Deion Sanders, to me, made a business move. How did I feel about him going to Jackson State? And it's interesting because I didn't want to do this episode before I heard 12 Cows episode because I wanted to give my perspective without being, um, without any knowledge or any personal insight, not even personal, just his opinion about the cause because he is a former uh, HBCU athlete and an alumni you know, and so he's a part of the HBCU family. So his perspective would be much broader than mine. My perspective would be interesting because it's coming from a person that that's not a part of the HBCU family, but always admired it, right? So I think initially black people in general, and then when I say black people, I don't mean black people that has been a part of HBCU games. You know, I'm not talking about black people that 
are, are alumni of these HBCUs or former players. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the people who are just black outside watching this. You know what I'm saying? People from different places watching this and saying, oh, this is good. This might be good for the HBCUs. Why? Because personally, we feel like, well, if he goes there, maybe some other black former coaches and players will go and and, 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 and do that. Then I thought about it. I said, well, no, because I've heard about coaches being there for decades. You know what I mean? Like they're a part of that school, you know? When I heard he ain't swag, I kind of felt that. You know what I mean? And knowing how Dion is, of course, he would put a spin to it. I used to criticize Dion when I was younger because I thought football was such a brutal sport and he didn't show that brutal side. Then I realized he played the game as smart as he could and he tried to play long enough, you know, but he had some. He had some injuries in the second half of his career. Um, but arguably, he's one of the or the best defensive back we've ever seen. Cornerbacks. You know, me personally, about my favorite is Charles Woodson. Because um, I've seen Charles Woodson do it all. I've seen Charles Woodson cover. I've seen Charles Woodson tackle. I didn't see him run away from any tackles. Not to, I, when I was younger, I used to say that about Dion, but I never had any proof or seen any games where he actually ran away from contact. But Dion said himself, he didn't want to hit. <laughs> he said, that shit hurts. You know what I'm saying? And the moment he said that, that's when I respected him. Because through all that hating, this man would still shut down half of the goddamn field. And it would be a very long day. And he went at it with some of the greats. You know what I mean? But I say that to say, you know, we watched Dion. Dion has been flamboyant coming into the league. You know, he has never changed. Now, he's gotten much more respectful, much more wise, et cetera. And he has grasped the ears of these younger men, these younger athletes, who is one foot on the field and one foot in the streets. And he's done a lot in, in such a small time period. Right. Um, he's also coaching his two sons, which is also dope. So when I when I finally found out that he was going to accept it now, there is a, another video that I posted. And on the, reason, the main reason why I posted is because I really enjoyed the joke and how that laughter made them look and feel. And it was a it was a post game interview with uh, a black analyst, HBCU, if I'm not mistaken. And he asked Dion, he said, you know, one of my favorite teams is, um, I think he said, did he say that they were Broncos or something? I forgot what it was, but it was like, no, he said, can he said, if one of his favorite teams is playing Kansas City, Kansas City going down to Denver or something like that. He's saying, uh, what I got to, he said, are we going together? Are we driving together? Or whatever. And that was his joke because he may have had inside information that Dion was going to Colorado. And they laughed. Boy, they laughed. It was one of those good laughs. Um, but I can imagine some of the people that represent HBCUs from the, 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 the fans, the friends and family, the athletes of other teams, other schools, other programs, the other coaches, um, athletic directors, et cetera, you know, 
Um, there were there were a large portion of people that didn't mess with Dion on that decision of going and coaching this young school. And that same, probably that same crowd of people is probably split right now is either happy he's leaving HBCs alone or saying, I told you so. You know what I mean? Because maybe some people felt like he was just doing this for himself. I'm here to say this. I'm not here to defend him. I'm here to defend the action. Okay? His heart behind why he wanted to be uh, the coach for Jackson State, shit. I mean, he will tell it, you know, and, and I'm not, we'll never know if that's really true or not. You know what I mean? Um, what he has done since then has brought a lot of spotlight to HBCU school. Here's the thing, though. It's easy for us to say, well, he used us, um, and now he's going on to another program, a bigger program, but one of the worst programs in that conference. But he has an opportunity to make more money and to coach on a higher level. I'm pretty sure he would have loved that Florida State University job. You know what I mean? Um, but he took what was offered to him. And I'm not sure how much they offered him, how much the bag was. But I can pretty sure tell you um, it's, it's much more than what he got at Jackson State. You know? Um, but here's the thing. It, it was just business. And one thing that I can't stand what our culture does is that when someone actually steps up for the cause, whatever that cause may be, even if that cause is in their defense, we, we're we going to complain. Now, the reason why I'm saying, hear me what I'm saying, and, you know, even if the cause was for them personally, but if it worked out for everybody, if everybody won, then I'm not sh- I, I don't understand what the problem is. And let me explain that. It shed more light on HBCUs. And you got to remember, around this time, Mikey Williams, the basketball player, was talking about if he wanted to go to an HBC or not. This was around the time, you know what I'm saying, Dion was, was, was bubbling about HBCUs. And that's where we was going to see, well, hey, if, he, if, if Mikey Williams flip it and go to an HBCU, then we got, you know, we got action. Oh, primetime is a head coach for one of the, oh, we got action. Oh, he got one of the number one recruit. And I think that's when, this is a, from the outside looking in. To me, this is when I'm like, oh, my. They're going to expect more now. You know what I mean? With Mikey Williams making that statement, even though he didn't follow through with it, but he still made the statement because he's one of the top players in the nation. Prime going to Jackson State and then snatching the top receiver, pissing off Saban, I think at that point, greed set in. But I'm not mad at the greed. Right. Because HBCUs, HBCUs need every bit of that attention and love the rest of these uh, programs get because. It ain't no just because it should be, period. I shouldn't have to explain to you why they should be on the same level as these other programs. They should be looked at like these other programs. That's a fact. But. I'm going to say it. 
these athletes are brainwashed into the history already. A lot of these players don't even care about the history of Alabama. A lot of these players don't even care about the, the history of LSU, Ohio State, the Michigans, and so on and so on. All they know is the, the, the head coach name that's attached to the, uh, to the program and how major those programs are, the primetime games that they get, knowing that you're going to get a lot of pros looking at you because the scouts go to every game. Even the rival, the, the, I mean, not even, but especially the rival games and the bowl games. You're going to get seen in a bowl game, you know? But that's if you're that type of, that you're, you're that quality player, of course. And that's what they need. And more, 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 than, more than likely, the, the offensive and defensive play, I mean, the offensive and defensive lines, you know what I'm saying? Because they said, yo, the talent across the board is even, no matter where you go, it's even when it comes to the skill position. But in the trenches, that's what make or break these programs. That's what make or break elite programs from good programs and great programs is that offensive and defensive line and probably that front eight in general. You know? So I think they expected maybe the average fan, such as myself, probably not me, I mean, because knowing Dion is different, but everybody else, you know, a lot of pedestrians, a lot of regular black pedestrians are getting involved in sports now. And their personal emotions get involved. And they see one black man that they've been seeing on their on TV for half their life. Top, one of the top football players, top defensive football players of all time, showboating. Charisma, characteristic. You feel me? And now he's preaching the word of God. You know what I'm saying? You've seen his growth. He's not outside in these streets. He's not acting younger than his age. He's raising his kids, right? You know what I mean? But for the people that actually know him or the coaches that don't like him and, you know, stuff like that, they may know some personal information or really know him uh, more than what we know him. And they think it's slick talking and, and a lot of, you know, uh, smoking screens and shit like that. At the end of the day, did the HBCUs win? I don't know. I would probably have to talk to this Okay, I'd probably have to talk to my boy, uh, Goldie. Did they actually win? I know they at least won for the season as far as attention. You know what I mean? They got game day to go to Jackson State. Where there's a commercial of a guy trying to get Jack, uh, a guy that's uh, a Washington fan was trying to get game day for years. You know, but we know how the media is. When something is hot, they want to hurry up and get on it and use it. So I don't know, man. I, I, I can't be mad at them. I, don't, I will never, I will never, I can't, I can't express my emotions for somebody's paycheck. Their paycheck does not sign my emotions. And who's to say that we dictate other people's dreams or goals, I should say. Not even dream. I'm pretty sure his dream job wasn't Colorado. But his goal was to get a top, you know, to get a, a, a D1 uh, Power 5 conference team or close to it, you know. And yes, 
even though they PR might say it, yo, don't tell them that it was about the money. Tell them it was more than the money. Yeah, we already, yeah, everything's about the money. Everything was about the money. I think personally, if Colorado offers him five mil, with Jackson State to that dog, if you come back next year, we'll renew your contract. We'll give you seven. He might rethink that. He might. But also, never underestimate somebody's ego. Who's to say that he's not trying to show, like, yo, this is could be this could be Dion versus Prime. Let me see if I can go coach these boys. Let's let's see if I could bring back. You see what I did with, did with Jackson State. Let me show you what I did with uh, Colorado. You stay with Colorado. You get to you get them to a bowl game or two. Don't have him get them to the playoffs or close to the playoffs. If they turn, they were one in the one what one in eleven. If they turn around and have a winning season, just imagine what he could do with one of those Florida State Seminole teams. You know what I'm saying? The team, you know, the teams that we're used to hearing and seeing, but that's not doing too good. For real. So we got to stop. And again, to 12 Cal, I think this is more of a black. This is just a, a, a black community situation problem that we're having right now. This is more than just football. That's how I'm looking at it. This was the purpose of the episode was prime example is that that man trying to do something for himself. That doesn't mean him being selfish wasn't is not going to help somebody else. Jackson State brought the spotlight to them. Now, whether they did their job, he did their job. He led them to yeah, I mean, you don't even lie to you. I don't even know their record. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think they lost all season, right? Maybe one or two. I don't know. I don't know because I wasn't keeping up with them. All. But I know this. They would show their highlights. And the son is pretty good at, at playing a quarterback position. And he got two kids If I'm not mis- uh, that's playing on the same team, if I'm not mistaken. But they have highlighted the quarterback. And recently, not <laughs> I laughed because I thought it was funny. He had a press conference. He had a he called a meeting for both teams, the team that he's leaving and the team that he's about to be a part of. And he told the he told the Colorado players and by the way, the quarterback just uh, entered the portal. He said, yo, I'm coming over here with my own luggage, a.k.a. I'm coming over here with my own staff. I'm coming over here with my own players. So if y'all not ready to do this and y'all not ready to do that. Hit that transfer portal now because he's about to change the whole landscape over there in Colorado. And they showed the schedule, you know, not that y'all need, it's not a surprise, but he will, you know, definitely will be playing UCLA at the Rose Bowl. That game is about to be popping. I might have to go get a couple of tickets for that one. You know, just think, man. Primetime coaching against the SC team, that's tough right there. That's tough. But I'm going to say this, though. I'm not mad at what he did. You know what I mean? I'm not mad. Now, let's go put that type of pressure on some of these other former NFL players or NFL coaches. How about that? How about some of these athletes? 
offensive or defensive coordinators that's not getting a chance at coaching in the pros. How about how about them? You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure, you know, cats reach out and things like that. But how you know, it. My thing, I understand why people would be mad because it seemed like yo Dion used the HBCU platform to highlight his name, highlight his team for an attention or whatever the case may be. And he did that. So he probably isn't swack. But if any of these players on the Jackson State team, and I'm not saying that they will, but if any of these players get drafted or if any of these players get the opportunity to transfer to uh, to other Power 5 schools, that's a personal win for them. I want my HBCUs to win. Y'all don't know some years, some, some odd years ago with, with two. My bad, I got disconnected. But what I was saying was, any, yeah, Popovich, um, any of these, any of these white coaches, dog, and Popovich is is with us. But you know, Steve Kerr says that he, you know, he wants to step down as the Warriors' head coach, and then he says he wants to, you know, coach again uh, in the NBA or coach for college or something like that. What checkbook is going to be open? You know what I mean? So it's like, and then it's like, that's a, we we ain't gonna say anything about that. But I think it's because we've been, it's the leadership, you know. And again, I'm telling you right now, you either love Prime or you don't like him at all. But at the same time, he represented leadership. He represented leadership, and that leadership had to, you know, just so happened to take place at HBCU. On the HBCU platform. And I think people, my people, are looking for leadership. From who? Anybody that comes along and show that they have some type of power. Some type of achievement. And that they can talk. They're looking for that. Have you ever paid attention to how Dion talked, man? A lot of people are uplifted on what he be saying. He give life to a lot of people. Not only that, it seems like he has a way of catching the ears of these young men. And we know, you know, nowadays, these days, man, a lot of these youngsters, they've been running wild. You know what I mean? After takeoff, you know, lost his life, you know, he curfew for the team. We're not about to, nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Y'all get up in here. Y'all sit down. We got a game this weekend. Y'all chilling. You know? He he knows what he's doing. My thing is, are you fully against how he went about doing things? But just because, you know, you may don't, you might not like him. Again, he doesn't have to be one of my favorite players for me to speak highly of him. And it's not difficult with me, you know, him not being my favorite DB of all time. I can still show him max amount of respect. 
at the same time, I will honestly tell you that whatever y'all have personal against him, that just has nothing to do with me. But I could totally understand that. Because there ain't nobody in this world perfect. You know what I mean? I'm just looking at the results. That's what I'm looking at. At the same time, I kind of understand my people. What the hell? You feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I wish him the best. I hope Jackson State can continue his, his, his dominance. But more importantly, besides all that, I hope the HBCUs continue to get the respect and the attention that it deserves. I hope game day just doesn't make this a, you know, this was just a hot team because of the coach that's, that was attached to that brand. Stop at Bethune-Cookman, South Carolina, South Carolina State. You know what I'm saying? Howard. Go stop at these HBCUs, man. Go stop at Grambling. Go stop at these HBCUs, not just because Prime showed up. Go stop at these HBCUs and show them some love. And that's what it is. But we know what it is. So that's why I'm not mad at it. You know? Again, Prime probably got some personal goals. Let that man have his personal goals. I'm telling you, I think, I, I think some of this criticism is because it's, it's the I told you souls that's mixed in with a... I wasn't about to buy into something because this is not about to be our leader. We want it. We want a leader, though. That's that's the fact, dog. Some of this shit comes down to leader leadership. And I'm not saying that everybody expected him to take on a leadership role because he took over HBCU program. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we do that in general, no matter what the circumstances is. It don't even have to be football. It could be in, in, in different aspects of entertainment, movies, TV shows. We look for we look at Dave Chappelle for leadership, and then backlash from certain people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we pick and choose who we want. Jay Z's of the world, you know. And it's like when we don't get a hundred percent of what we think we deserve from them, then it goes back to we don't trust nobody. Oh, I never did trust them. Hell, man. I understand the game, sports in general, and change. It's all entertainment now. That E that E on ESPN, that is really kicking our ass right now. The E in ESPN is really having a chokehold on the community. But, again, I hope it all works out for all, for all parties. You know, I hope Dion can turn that franchise around, uh, that program around, and I hope Jackson State stays where it's at. I hope it stays as relevant as it, you know, as the last was. You're like, that's just what it is. So, you know, I'm sorry that Jackson State had to lose the coach that got him to that point. Um, and hopefully the next coach can come along and keep that boat flowing. But I also hope that Dion goes, you know, goes into Colorado and gets shit done, man. Maybe not the first year. It might take a a season or a season or two. You know, we know how we we 
I think the all I think he will own the offseason next to the Lakers. I think I think him and the Lakers will own the offseason because <laughs> a lot of changes is gonna be coming. So we would love to see that portal when it comes to Dion. Special shout out to 12 Cal, man. Before y'all even, you know, I should have said this in the beginning, but maybe y'all should have took a deep dive and listened to this episode. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> That's the first thing I should have said. I should I should have said y'all should have listened to this episode first. You know, even though I was going to speak about it as soon as I got the word that he was going, uh, he definitely had his perspective. And again, he is a former HBCU athlete, so again, he can give you his perspective from that side. I'm just giving you the perspective from the West Coast. You know, um, but definitely go check out his podcast, and um, you know. Tap into to to his opinions and his knowledge and his wisdom, now, not just on that topic, but everything else. But definitely hear his take on Dion. It was very thoughtful, very opinionated, very uh, in depth, as much as he could go into it about the whole situation. Um, and again, I think if you if you listen to his perspective and then you listen to mine, I think you will see this is a collective of uh, both sides. You know what I mean? But I think we did a good job at generalizing the whole thing. And again, the number one thing is I'm sticking by this and I'll die on this hill. You can't be offended by somebody else's personal goals. Let that man be who he is and what he wants to do. You know what I mean? You choose who you want to support and who you like. At the end of the day. Shout out to the Raiders. Shout out to the Lakers. Um, yo, shout out to my Bruins too, man. Shout out to the Bruins, too, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. All right, man. Open run with BTG. The gym is now closed.